0: So, you know, there's always, there's, by the Goyim, they say, thank God it's Friday. Uh, TGI, thank God it's Friday. We really say thank God it's Friday, because we're excited for Shabbos. Um, but we usually thank God for a great work like Ms. Lollas I, I was just, uh, lament, not lamenting, I was actually, I'm happy to be busy, but amazed how, I don't know, I felt like a juggler today, like doing like... Fifty 30 things, but even with that, uh, you know, I had a conversation at lunch with somebody yesterday. Another conversation with another person the day before. And when you speak to people, and you could be juggling a lot, or you could be doing a lot. You could, the person I had yesterday was a vice president of a company. Uh, if you don't have perspective, if you don't have your life in order, it, it, not only things are more difficult. It's almost nonsensical to call it a certain way. It's almost like people, you know. I dealt with the Shalom Bias thing today. Okay. I'm going to close the door just because I like the fact that they're learning Gemara in there, but I'm going to start thinking what do they think about Gamera? Uh So, you deal with the Shalom Bias uh, issue today. And, you know, a, a lot of what life is, is perspective, having the The right ideas, and the right values, and the right uh, uh, drives and desires. Just Sean Bikes, I guess what I'm missing is family family feuds. Actually, it wasn't between husband and wife, although it, it affected it. It was like a relationship reality. But so much of what we do, and who we are, is how we think. What what our drives are, what our what our desires are, what we want to be, what we wanna do. And if we don't mm-hmm. have that, we we're missing a lot. Not only are we missing a lot as far as fulfilling our purpose in this world, but we're missing a lot in our daily lives. You know, so we should be thank God to learn a safer. You don't have to go with me. A safer like this really opens our mind and our heart to not only serve Hashem, but to live better, to live Stronger lives to be more successful. So we're gonna pick up where we left off, okay? Right? So you mentioned at the end of last week um, there are five. Does everyone have where in the fell time book? Uh, page eight. Page eight. Page fourteen yeah. in the art school. Chapter five. Chapter introduction. Chapter five. Right. Oh, introduction. No, introduction. Where, le- where we left off last week. Oh. So. No, no, the page. I don't know. Eight, yeah. So. so maybe, maybe page seven. It's mm-hmm. right before. It's the last chapter before. Introduction. Yeah. In the chapter one, right? Uh it's it's. We did the, we did the, uh, it's close the, to it. I don't know. I can. Yeah. 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 So it's the five things. So here we go. So we listed the five things that the verse teaches us, and now we're going to talk about. How, what these five things are that we should aim for. First of all, Hayira Tefir Hashem To Tefir Hashem means to have reverence for Hashem's exaltedness. Sheyira melefanov K'mo shireira melech gadol A person should have awe in front of Hashem like he has awe in front of a great king. Now, you know, I had somebody emailing to me today about the election. You know, whoever you'll vote for, I, I know who I'm voting for, uh, but I don't have any appreciation for either of the candidates. Uh, they're both liars. They're both, they're both va- verified liars, and I, I have no awe for them. I have no appreciation for pathological liars, people who can lie about their emails or about their health or about their taxes or about their lifestyle, any of them. I have no awe of these people. I may vote, for, I may agree with one more than another, and I lament that. I mean, you want to have a king you can respect, you can be in awe of. And like, you know, it's almost like we're like the French now, it's terrible. You know, that's, that's what we've become. Right? But it's, there's, there's a certain tremendous thing of when a child is in awe of a parent, that's a great thing. You want to respect your parents, you want to be. In awe of your parents doesn't every it's actually uh, an innate desire for kids may not admit it when they're younger, especially when they're getting punished, but it's a healthy reality to be in awe of your parents, right If you have teachers, um, when you know when authority you know my mother-in-law is and I mentioned she's a professor of social work, and whether it's uh, Jewish kids at risk or dysfunctional homes, when kids are because this is what she deals with. Physically abused, sexually abused, uh, emotionally abused—it destroys everything because their whole trust and their whole their whole belief in hierarchy is destroyed. So they can't trust, or it's terrible. I mean, the results of that kind of sickness and perversion reverberate throughout. Well, having awe of God is such an unbelievable thing to work in this world and to be awed by God. Right to to have a yiras Hashem, right, and to, to realize there's something above you. I get you know I, I I always whenever I tell a gentile, they ask me what is in your head. I never say kippah. I'm like, what does kippah mean? Anyone know? Survey says covering. Basically, you cover your head. I always say the the, the Gemara's term, which is yamaka. What does yamaka mean? It's fear. Fear of God. Yira Malka. It's you have something above your head till so you so you fear God. It's yira Malka. And, and you know what? It's unbelievable. Any religious Gentile, or even half-religious Gentile, they have such appreciation for that idea. People want to fear God. right? There's a, there's, a, there's a desire to fear something beyond us. right? And certainly people in this room who are coming to, to our class to study about serving we should want to fear God. It's healthy. right? It's beautiful. Tevyeh HaShem. When you have a certain amount of fear, you have a certain amount of Shame from the greatness of God. Right? A certain amount of shame from the greatness of God. Right? Uh, and, uh, with every movement that we make, it will, it will uh, impact us. Right? It's obviously a very hot, lofty level. Certainly, if we fear Hashem, what will it impact? Our prayer. The stapler who was one of the greatest sages, passed away 30 years ago. He said, if you want to see who fears Hashem, look how they pray. Because if you're in awe of Hashem, right, and you, you're praying, you'll pray differently than you're, if you're not. Right? Prayer, which we'll get to actually, we'll discuss in a month. We're just doing, this is just an introduction. Prayer, so much of prayer is awe of God. Right? When you feel, that you're, you're in Rosh Hashanah, and you're, you're thinking about that God is a source of everything, right? You're in awe of God. It means that really it's not I, my health and my wealth and my children and everything in life. I was just talking to somebody, uh, a, a, a manager of a company. Uh, it's not big of call I me. Mean, he's called the CEO, but it's a small company. I say, how's it going today? So it's a small company. So he was telling me like he just took it over and how, how whatever. And he said, like at the end of the day, You put your energy in, and you don't know what's going to be at the end. That's really what life is. is. And you realize, like, you know, so much of life, we have decisions we make. We we have all kinds of angles. And there's no guarantee of success in anything. Not with our children, not with our marriage, not with our health. Right? I remember one of my parents' friends. They were the most healthy people. They exercised every day. They, they they ate this crazy diet, health diets for years like and you know one of them got a terrible cancer it's no guarantee in life you know it's not it's not we, need, we, have, all, we have to we person realizes that they all that everything comes from God God is not only our Creator is the source of everything they pray differently so you, right, so we, it's great to have all I when I watch, look at people in the show I don't judge people honestly I don't judge people I look at people because so I see what people need to work on I, today. I actually told somebody, "You got to work on David. you know. And I look just to see what I have to work. I kill myself, I have plenty to work on. Like other people, that's my job, right? You know what people. So, and I see people in prayer spacing out, who are bored. It kills me! It kills me! You're in front of Hashem, you know. You should have awe. You should have. You should. You should want to have awe of Hashem, and that awe of Hashem allows us to pray. Oh, but also, if you don't have reverence, so when you're studying Torah, it's just Greek mythology. You know, it's, what's the difference? But if you have awe of God, you're studying God's Torah. So you're studying the word of Hashem. I once saw somebody said, if all of a sudden we, you would see a book come down written by the angel Gabriel, Gabriel, it would be a bestseller. You would read this book, Words of Wisdom from Gabriel. <laughs> you know? Gabriel's Secrets to Life. Uh, people would read it. What's the angel Gabriel going to be telling us? Michal, right? What's, what's the angel Michal? Michael's going to tell us, right? Yeah. We read it. It's from Hashem, the creator of the world. So when you, when you have that reverence, when you have that awe, it impacts our life. So he's, we're going to discuss it at length. He says, these are the things we need to work on, says Ramchal. Halach the drachov, walking in Hashem's ways. Kolel, to walk in Hashem's ways. It, that includes and encompasses kol inyan yoysher hamidos, the entire matter of refinement of character traits, vitikunam, and their improvement. Right, working on ourselves, edifying ourselves, refining ourselves, bettering ourselves. This is what our, our sages of blessed memory said. Mahura Josh says Hashem is compassionate. So to we should be compassionate. The club calls it, the general rule is, their person, she guide all of their character traits. And all of their actions. Hear this? That ideally, the, the way we act with, its, with our spouses or our children or our friends or our, in our job, with our neighbors, most importantly, with ourselves. <laughs> with ourselves. One of my kids told me today they were in a bad mood. And they acted out the whole night in that bad mood. They, they had decided they were in a bad mood. I, you know, I, I, My heart goes out to kids. They get, you know, school is not easy. They get roughed up. They get tough. They have good days. Like a teacher can scream at them and turns their whole day around. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that go on in a kid's life. It's not easy. You know, they're a little older, they have hormones, you know, is changing, their body's changing. It's not easy to be a kid. You know, we are, we should be much more in, in command of ourselves, right? But I will tell you, there's not a day that I don't deal with adults who can't control themselves. I'm not saying they're bad people. They're good people. But we act like kids. You know, it's like, you know, something goes and we go, bam, anger or anxiety or sadness or irritateness. You know, it's just like we get triggered, right? And we're not in command of who we are. You know, we, listen to these words Kol pool also, right? What should be us? Yo vimusar, integrity and ethical principles, right? We have to have good traits, humility, compassion, right? Generosity, how we're dealing with people. Not an easy thing. You know, I have thank God a large dinner table at my house. You know, it gets a little. You watch how the kids act always. It's not always, uh, you know, chavetz times at the table. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm not always the chavetz chaim at the table. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy at work either when you're stressed out and you have deadlines and you have pressures and you're tired and the coffee was not good. That's really, by the way, the worst. I can handle most things if I don't have a coffee. Forget about it. Uh, you know, it's. it's I say a shahak on my coffee with Kavana. I don't even, I don't, it takes me a minute to finish I just want the caffeine. But a, a coffee, I want my coffee. But but I don't have my coffee, so now what? I should act like a, I should be in a bad mood. It's, it, 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 our goal, I'm not saying any of us in this room or there. Our goal, our goal, our perspective is we should be working on that our actions and our deeds. I'll be integrity, the to be ethical, to be refined, right? That's our, our mission statement. The chazal and our sages, a blessed memory. This is their general guidance. It's actually a mishnah in avos. she tiferes person should take a path that's praiseworthy for the person who practices it. Ve'tiferes lo min and people can earn praise. So if you are very pious, but you can't relate to people, I'm not talking about they can't relate to you, but you can't relate to people. That's a problem. The which is, uh, uh, in other words, you know, a person whose leads to the ultimate is Torah, right? Torah to strengthen Torah. If you are a good ambassador. Right? If you we are a good ambassador, people will want to be like you. They, they may not want to be totally like you, but they'll want to be like you. They'll be in awe of you. Actually, I was reading, I started with, you know, for the Sima had her We made a Sim on Orchas Tzaddikim. So she wanted to read an English books. So I decided i read with her, I started a book, a Tzaddik in Our Time. A Tzaddik is a time, is about Rabbi Arya Levine. Okay? Rabbi Arya Levine, anyone ever hear of Arya Levine? You read, you, read, you read the book? Yeah. Anyone read the book It's Sadica of our time? Nobody read the book It's not used to read this book. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. This person he passed me in his daughter Barry Levine's daughter I'm not saying like I'm not related to Barry Levine unfortunately. Oh. Uh, like what? Like no, my wife is related to him actually. <laughs> she's related to everyone in her family tree. Like, she goes she's not that far back but she's related to him. He's in that, that Zackheim uh, family tree. Um but uh, Rabbi Aria Levine, uh, was, he was known as the tzaddik of Yerushalayim. His daughter married Rav Yashev. His granddaughter was Rabbi Kanyevsky. if any of you heard of these people, right? I'm sure, right? So, and Rabbi Aria Levine was a tr- tzaddik. And he's, like, the book starts at his funeral, the prime minister of Israel, the president of Israel, the Hasidic Rebbes were there. The Rosh Hashivas were there. I mean, he was a, a very, very pious who everyone loved. So it, in the Hakdam, it brings Menachem Begin's eulogy. Now, Menachem Begin, you know, uh, was a traditional Jew. Arguably turned the whole state of Israel much more religious path. I mean, he, they, when he took over 1977, the country went from left to right, and then religiously it started to change as well. Uh, so, but Begin, who's not what you call, you know, so Begin says about Rebari Levine, it's an unbelievable line. He says, you know what a, a tzaddik is, a righteous person is? somebody who you see and inspires you to be better that's what Begin says right? you may not be that person Menachem Begin was not Rabbi Levine he had a lot of very good traits he, you know, he was a great defender of Israel a great lover of the Jewish people but he was not Rebari Levine but he touched what a tzaddik is somebody who you see and inspires you to be better a person who inspires you to be better we have, there's so much in this world today by the way it inspires us people to be vulgar, to be promiscuous, to be hedonistic, to be narcissistic, right? To be callous, right? Does anyone know all these words? By the way, I started teaching to the twelfth grade of the era. I said the word pagan yesterday. Like, what's pagan? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna teach you English also. You know, they're good girls, by the way. They're very good girls. You know but, uh, hey, We live in a world today where there's such bad examples. The people with the largest Twitter accounts. Are the most base, vulgar, disgusting lifestyles, right? But there's a desire for righteousness. And if we're righteous and people can respect that, they can relate to that, that's what's Isaac. And if we have good character traits, if we're generally kind and friendly and giving and nice and smiley and holy and pious, right, you would be surprised how much we can inspire people. right? Even people you can't even imagine being inspired. You have to always remember that there's a spark of divinity in every human being. And every human being is a spark of divinity. And that spark comes from a divine source and it wants to be inspired, even if it's covered with a lot of muck. There's a lot of muck in the world today. There's a spark in all people that want to be inspired. And if we can be inspirational... Right, we can be, and those, some people can take years just walking by, saying hello and being friendly. But you can inspire them to an extent, right? tikkun ach is A person, which is our goal, is to express Torah and to strengthen people's relations, interpersonal relations. That's number two. So number one was all of Hashem. Number two is walking in Hashem's ways, which include making our decisions based on yisher and tikon hamidas musar thinking before we act, thinking how we react. Why are we doing things? What what triggers us? You know, I'll tell you, if I ever lose sleep, and I do lose sleep occasionally, I, mean, I, don't, I don't stay up all night, but usually it's stupidity. Usually it's nervous. I'm not saying I don't think have li- things in life to be nervous about. I do like every other human being. But usually I'm telling you it's my Yitzhahara. I'm worried about stupidity or upset about stupidity. I've never stayed up and sleep at night for good reason. Not once. Not once a month. I'm not telling you that I don't. I haven't had legitimate concerns in this world. You know, be it children, be it community, be it whatever it may be. You know, be it personally. You know, I had a father-in-law passed away. I had like a lot of things that I have in my life. You know, i do not saying I didn't have legitimate. But like, my, when I lose sleep, it's not because I'm having faith in God and I'm calm and cool. And cool. Like, so whenever, I, I, whenever that happens to me, I say to myself, I'm not perfect. I'm not there yet. But why has this happen to me? You know, like, why did I stay off? I'm a light sleeper, so I, I, I can theory. I don't, You know, most lights I sleep unbelievably well, right? But, but if it happens, I say, like, why is this happening? If I get upset, I try. If you get upset, try to get better, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. If something stresses me out, I, uh, why am I stressed out? Like, okay, this is what I got to do got to do it. What are you stressing out about? It. Is that good to be stressed out? Any, could anyone tell me here? You have a bunch of accomplished young ladies. Young, everyone's young, right? right? Is there anything good from stress? Huh? No. Now, being oblivious is not also not good. Right? I'm not saying to be oblivious. Huh? Uh, there is certainly not stress out. out. Uh, stressed out. That's a minor amount of stress. That's why I said not being oblivious. No, I'm saying stressed, stressed out. That's why I said not being oblivious. should you where... Maybe we, people get irked and angry and anxious. People get to, to fights with their spouses or their friends or their relatives or the stupidest things in the world, and almost always it has to do with lack of yesharimidus and not thinking what should I be doing, right? How should I be acting? Even listen, sometimes you got to do things in life which are not popular, or not ideal. Everyone has to deal things. There are are, are things that have to be done. That I just—it's gonna do. You know, it could be with your children, it could be with your friends, it could be in business, but it's all with a, a chesedin, with a thought out. You know, it's the right thing to do. How to do it, unemotional. I remember my Rosh Hashim used to say, the goal of a bentayra, the goal of a Torah person, is that their brains rule over their emotions. That's how you make good decisions. Now, you need emotions, but their brains rule over the emotions that's number two to work on ourselves to walk in Hashem's ways number three is Ahava Hashem love of Hashem Ha'ava this all things we're going to work on this Sefer stay tuned Ha'ava he who Avashia Adam it should be ingrained in the heart of man Ahava yisparach a love when you love somebody, and when you love somebody, and you have a true love, whether it's a relative or a parent or a spouse, friend, you look—you don't—they don't have to ask you for things. You look to help them. You look to do for them. You look to connect to them. You know, You know, You want to do pleasantness. You know, you want. You want. You want. You know, you want to, to give nachas. You, know, uh, 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 you wanna give nachas. You love somebody. You wanna go out of your way to do something. libo miser just like the, the, uh, uh is a natural uh, desire for a child, certainly uh, a, a child who's a little bit older, <laughs> to give nachas to your, your parents. I, I mean, even my older kids. When I get a, a hundred on a test, you better hear about it. I don't hear about it if they don't get a hundred. Or, you know, uh, they don't do as well, but they want to show look what I got, I got 11 and I 11 I got a smiley face, they want to show it they want to give nachas, they're proud of themselves they want you to be proud, they want me to be proud of them you'll be proud of them also I'll, I'll bring them, when they get 11, and eleven I'll bring it next week you know, I'll bring them you know, I want to nachas, there's a person there's a desire for a child that the parent should approve of them there's a natural even, again, they, they sometimes they'll, they'll put on a good facade, but Every child wants to their parents' blessing and approval. That's a natural. Even Ace of wanted that. Okay? You know, that's what Ace of wanted. Koloshek had a normal kid. I should say, you know, she wants to knock, we'll give knock to your parents. You st- and, and when a kid doesn't, when a kid's wayward and a kid struggles with this, plenty of kids struggle and cover it and they act like they don't care. It's unhealthy. You know, It's not a good thing to have that reality not a uh, pleasant thing to have that, or that. And, uh, many kids do struggle, with this at points in their lives, but it's the, 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 rea- the real the real reality is when we are. I can't tell you right? right? You love somebody, right? When you love somebody, you know. Uh, you know, one of the things uh, when I teach uh, uh, young husbands to be, you know, is when your wife makes you, you dinner, if she makes you dinner, if you're lucky enough, if you get that, you know, yeah, you know, is. Appreciate it because you know what she's wait. She wants your appreciation. Now a good spouse wants appreciation. You buy something, you want to be thanked, but it's it's a nacha. You want to and it bothers right. Um, so a person um, who loves Hashem, who want to give Hashem nachas, and will be bothered when he doesn't feel love for Hashem. Uh, you'll be bothered if when you when you do when you don't feel love for Hashem. That's about, it's like a kid not feeling love for a parent. That's a terrible thing. I'm not t- especially with adult kids. Terrible, abnormal. I knew. I'm gonna tell you this. I'll say I knew somebody who this is as as low as you go. This guy told me he dated a girl. Shiva. This girl, her mother, her mother, cheated on her father. Left her father for the adulterer, okay, left her father, which is forbidden. The whole thing was one sin after another sin. The girl then went, became very, very religious, okay, much more religious than her family. The girl's two brothers didn't speak to the mother. This girl spoke to the mother, and my friend was dating this girl girl, very fine qualities, but she came from a, a crazy family like that, right? So she, this, my friend, asked the Rosh Hashiva. So he said. He asked the Rosh Hashiva, she, you know, he's bothered that this girl talks to her mother. Her mother was a low life. You can't get lower than that. She cheats on her husband, leaves her husband for the, her, her the, an adulteress, and marries the guy. Not according to Lacha, you can't do that, right? But the girl was still talking to her mother, my friend asked my Shiva, Rosh Shiva, that, make, is that what, what should he do? Should he? So one question, should he marry into such a family? But my Rosh Shiva told this great Godel, told my friend, she's very smart for talking to her mother. And her two brothers inside are going to suffer for not having a relationship to the mother. It's a natural, you can't approve what your mother did. <laughs> you can't approve. So you, appro- right? you can't approve of it. But for a kid not to talk to a parent, that's that that destroys a person. Right? That destroys a person not to have a connection to a parent. Right? And for us, that's an, in even the worst bizarre case. For uh, uh, for uh, uh, for us not to have a love for Hashem, who is not only our parent but perfect in all His ways, <laughs> it's the worst. And not to love Hashem. Not to love Hashem. That's like so sad. That's <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. Like you see a dysfunctional kid that doesn't talk to his mother or father. Right? You cry, you, you know, it's terrible. Right? So you want have to we have to love Hashem. Right? And when you, when it bothers us if we don't feel love for Hashem, it should bother us if other people I, I, Avram Avinu, he loved Hashem as Avram Oavi. What was Avram did? He was the person who brought people close to Hashem. It bothered him. He had such a love for Hashem that it bothered him. He looked how could he bring others under Hashem? And, uh, Avram Avinu was a person who had Achnasus because he loved Hashem. The Ekan and at times. Uh, a person would have to even be zealous, right? When there are people fighting against God. Now, zealousness uh, is nuclear. So anyone who is involved in zealotry, uh, it it could be uh, used correctly. Unfortunately, it's often abused. (laughs) I'm talking about people who are very religious and who can lose perspective in the process. There is a place for zealotry. If, if If some movement is trying to destroy Judaism, um... You're gonna fight against it, and because you love Hashem, you guys. You love Hashem. It's not, uh, you know, if they change the laws of conversion, it's not your kids. I mean, their kids gonna get destroyed in the process, right? I mean, if you love Hashem's Torah, you'll you'll fight to make sure it's kept true. But it's you have to know who and what and methodologies. But a person, if they're doing it out of love, not because they have anger management problems or because they hate people, <laughs> which some people do. Right? But they actually love Hashem. That's important, with reason. reason. And when you see somebody do mitzvahs, the Yeah, you have a tremendous joy. The ismech semcharaba You see a person being living a divine life, living a God life. It gives you tremendous nachas such a joy, such a pleasure. You see somebody doing tshuva. You see somebody davening to Hashem. You see someone praying. You see someone. You know, teaching Torah, loving Torah, giving over—you have a tremendous joy. You're happy. You know, like you're happy for people who are doing it. So you're not only you're happy, you're happy. You know, you know what it is? God forbid, when you have a family and some siblings don't talk to it, it bothers the siblings also. If your brother doesn't talk to your mother, <laughs> it should bother you. Bothers us, you know. But it's, it's, the, the family dynamic is off. It bothers some. hey. If you see your brother not having no connection to Hashem, it should bother you. If you see your sister away from that, it should bother you. Hey, that should it, it shouldn't be, oh, this is great. I love Hashem, but I love my parents. I speak to my parents. My sister never talks to my dad. That's great. <laughs> That's okay. You should cry. You see, Jews, I don't know anything here. Anything. Zero. It should bother us we, because we love Hashem. And we love that. Not, not that's about Avice Israel. Yet. That's a different topic. But even love Hashem, you want to bring choose Avram was the classic example of that. That's why of all people, Avram is called Avraham Oavi, Avram who loves me, because Avram He because Avram loved Hashem, he shared Hashem. Number that was number four. Number five is Shleimas Halei. Right, Shleimas Halei means a uh, wholeness, a completeness of the heart. Shitia voida the fun of Yisparach, that we serve Hashem, what's it, is he? But Torah HaKavanah, should be with pure motives. Dahayinu letachlis avodah sobalvad. It should be for the sole purpose of serving Him. V'loh l'shom p'niah acheres. Not for any other motive. If inichna so not for, not for, external rewards, or anything else. You know, when we learned of us, I said over a few years ago, that if a parent asks a child to do something, and they say, what about my allowance? (laughs) Right? And they do it for allowance. That's nice, but it's much better they do it because the parent asked, right? So, firstly, you have to do serve Hashem because it's the right thing. Now, we do get an allowance for it, by the way. It's a great allowance! World to come. Woo! Fantastic! But the real reason is because it's the right thing to do. But more than that, that we we want to serve Hashem fully. Not like somebody who is not here, and not there. Either we're half-baked, like we're doing it out of of you know, we're doing it, but we're not doing it. Or we're doing it, or we're we we're, we're unsure of ourselves in the process. Right? we you're not here, we're not there. Somebody once uh, wanted to convert. So they tell I mean, to, to the details. So in the beginning, they had celebrated. They were had Christian relatives. They still want to keep Christmas. So it's a secular holiday in America. I said, yeah, it doesn't go that way. The obvious. But this person, like, yeah, I'll serve Hashem. I'll come to the shul. I'll I'll, I'll Not they don't—they don't believe in Jesus. They don't worship Yashka. you know. But they have a Christmas tree. I said, you can't have that and that. It doesn't go that way. You gotta be full service. You can't have the, the tree and the menorah, which is the opposite of the tree, you know. And I see, you know, these these intermarried homes. You have a tree and a menorah. The menorah stands for what? Kedusha, tahara. The Maccabees fighting against the Greek influence. Uh, You gotta pick. And sometimes in life, now again, sometimes life is a stepping stool. You know, we're talking about tahara. You gotta step your way up there. But the goal, the focus, the aim is to do mitzvahs on the highest level. That's not so easy. It takes time. You know, no one starts that way, by the way. You know, the Rambam says that when you have little kids and they're studying Torah, you should give them presents, she give them chocolates and rewards. and all kinds. Why? Because a kid doesn't appreciate Torah. So you reward them. You give them presents. You have raffles. You have, you know, stars whatever you give them because the kid doesn't get it yet. Does it, is the Torah is the same Torah. Torah is God's Word. It's great. It's understanding life. It's rewarding. But a kid doesn't appreciate it. And we're all the same way. We, we need to work our way up but we need to know what the goal is the goal is to when we serve Hashem it's pure it's single it's single-minded that way uh, and certainly not to do mitzvahs out of rote out of compulsion out of habit uh, We I should put all of our heart into it put all of our heart into it we, you know we should see, the goals in it, we should see the value in it, we should have an appreciation of it and give it our our whole heart. And the final component of how we should be serving Hashem is Shmiras Kohamitsis Kimashma. The goal is to observe all of mitzvahs. All of mitzvis, the hainu, shmiras kohamitsis kulon, bechodikdukenut, with all of their details and requirements. Now, I, I've had, um, I still have uh, opportunities, but I've had um, over the years many, um, to teach people just starting. And you know, the, the, the daunting thing for a person who walks in and is not observant, it just seems so overwhelming. You walk into an Orthodox shul, or you start learning from an Orthodox rabbi, or you think about Orthodox, it scares a lot of people away, is they see this, you mountain and they're just so far away <laughs> they're just, it's just like so I'm not talking about, you know, some people have personal life situations they have to work through but I'm just, even if a person is 22 years old, there's nothing locking them down and they look at the Torah, it just seems so daunting, so difficult so mission impossible right, and that, by the way there are people who don't start and they give up because it looks like mission impossible so I always I've I, I said this for, for, for many years I said, it's like lifting weights you know, if you'd walk into a gym, you see people lifting weights. I mean, I don't want to show off over here, but uh, i rip my jacket, you know. Hey, you see people lifting weights. So you see a person, you go into a gym, you know, you see a, you know, you see a guy picking up 400-pound dumbbell, 400 pounds, I mean, huge, and you go over to, to 400 pounds, you can't even pick the thing up. You can't, you can't even budget a half a centimeter. You can't even, like, get it a little off the ground. So then you go to a 200 pound. Can't even do that. So some people would just walk out and say, "This is not for me." You know, if you even that, that same guy, if you go to 100 pounds, even if he get up, he would rip his muscle, right? And it actually would take him back. It would actually damage him, and he wouldn't be able to do it for a long time. You know, for weeks to repair that muscle. So what does an intelligent person do? You go, you take a take lift 10 pounds. You take that 10 pounds, and you lift it. and You do reps. 20, 40, 60, and you do it a few days until you get used to 10 pounds. could be a few weeks. could be for something like a few months. You work yourself up to 15 pounds. do it again and, again and again and again and again and then you get to 20 pounds. That's how you get to the 200 or the 400 pounds. People, they come, some people, by the way, it's always the case. Some people, kosher comes easy too. Some people, Shabbos comes easy too. Some people, prayer comes easy too, right? Some people, you know, a certain belief system comes into it. some see people. Uh, the, the charity part. Right? There's a lot of people relate re, re, resonate different things for different people. But the goal is to get to the, the, the 400 countries. and all of us can do it. You know how we, I know this? Because Hashem says it. Hashem says, it. Hashem says we can do it. And I, I'll tell you, I have had people tell me, quite a few, that in the beginning there's no way I can do this. No way. And today they're completely observe it. Completely. You know, some people are here, some are in other places. I mean, totally, completely. You know, if you're ready, there's even more. I mean, it's not like it's a done system, right? So you want to work on it more. The, the goal is to do things correctly and, and with precision. Right? So but the, the, the danger is, is we look at it as mission impossible. The greatest blockage in almost anything in life as a few things is impossible. You know, I tell people, be a Torah scholar. Me? I'm a Torah scholar. I don't know, I'm 61 years old. I never learned in my whole life, so I can't. <laughs> the minute you say you can't, what happens? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can't. You know, be the best wife. Be the best wife. You be a, uh, the best wife in the world. So you know what I mean? I'm a tough lady. I'm. I'm. I'm to this, I'm, I'm. My husband. This. We, you know, be the best wife. I can't. The minute you say you can't, it's not gonna be. I had one, one person, lady come to me once. I'm depressed. So I say, don't be depressed. I can't. So what do you want from me if you can't? Right? You could. You just got to start working on it. You got to start lifting five pounds. I'm not saying tomorrow that you're going to be happy. Start working on the dumbbell. You'll get there. You know? But if you can't, there's nothing to talk about. Right? If you can't, there's nothing to talk about. And you could. So... You work on it, and if you're a little bit less trust, you're already on the, right, right on the path. The goal is, says kula," with precision, with accuracy. Not like, eh, eh, right? with precision and accuracy. You know why? You know why? Because it's the best way of life. You know, actually, Mrs. Lieberman asked me for the preschool that in certain circles, they teach a like, mitzvah bring the base Hamigdash. That's how I teach. Every mitzvah brings the base Hamigdash closer. And, and there's sources for that. It's not necessarily a wrong teaching, but should we teach something like that? And it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I spoke to a, a God but so, my first point he agreed with, they added another point on. But the point is, we don't do mitzvahs because we bring the mitzvah we bring the We do mitzvahs because Hashem says to. <laughs> That's why you do mitzvahs because it's right. It's the very, it, even if the mission didn't come because our mitzvah, it's should to come from everything else. You do mitzvahs because it's the best way to live. You know, you want to know, you want to know why you keep mitzvahs. It's because it's the best way to live. It's because Hashem says a mitzvah that connects us to Hashem. A mitzvah is God's commandment. A mitzvah is God's gift to us. You know, what, what was Avraham's greatest invention in the world? What did Abraham do for us for the world? What's Avram famous for? Well, he realized there's one God. Abraham is one God. Was he the first one to have that? By the way, no. In fact, even in his own generation there was there was very small that did that. Who is that? What are we called Semites? Where does Sem- Semite come from? Shame, right? Shame was the son of Noah. He was alive at the time of Avram. Shame was actually Yaakov and Vinu went to learn the Yeshirah of Shame of Ever. Shame was alive. He was a monotheist. What was... So there's two... Adam. What? Adam. Well, Adam. well, Adam was very... Pat- Adam was after the flood, it was a loss of that. After Noah, it was a loss of that. So the world was largely pagan and didn't have that. So you're right, that Avram certainly... But well, Adam had two unbelievable traits which made him different than shame. And, and, uh, and that is, first of all, Adam Shame was in a cave by himself. Avram went out to the world and spread this belief. As we mentioned before, he loved God... Everyone Avram would encounter, he would say, say a bracha, say a blessing. That's <laughs> so Avram, he, he shared it. But Avram had something even more remarkable. Avram was the first one to to believe that you can bring God into daily life. Mitzvahs. Mitzvahs is perfection of life. right? That idea that you can live in this world and be totally connected to God. Avram was the really one who... who 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 brought not just a monotheistic system, but a world of mitzvahs of connected... Family. So we want to keep mitzvahs. We want to keep all the mitzvahs. Right. What blocks many of us is mission impossible, and not only mission impossible, losing that focus, losing the focus of what mitzvahs are. Right. The desire that if I keep, you know, I can't tell you uh, how often I'll sit down. You know, I'm not blaming them, but they have no real Jewish education. Some Conservative Reform Jew, they have never embrace Torah Mitzvahs. You know, Rabbi, and they're nice people, and they're generous people, and they're, well, does it really make a difference? Does it really make a difference if I write on Sabbath? Do you think God really cares? Uh, do you think, do you, do you mean to tell me that God cares if I do this? Like, you know, like I say, do you think God was, like, joking? You know, he Torah, don't do that. He's like, I, I do, don't, do you know, keep kosher, just joking, like, you know. But but more than that, like you know, do you know what anything about Torah mitzvahs are? Do you know, you know, the, you know the, the greatest difference between orthodoxy and non-orthodoxy is to us, Torah mitzvahs are reality. It's not like if you keep kosher and you eat like kosher style pastrami, you know, or you eat bagels and cream cheese, you know, uh, you know. It happens to be, like, you know, like in, in, in the West Coast, you have much less of this. But, like, in the East Coast, you have, like, these really cultural Jews who like, lots of cultural Jewish things. And they think they're doing, you know, it's close. I'm Jewish. It's, like, a Jewish-y thing, you know. Svartim also, by the way. Certain circles, Svartim can, like, have, like, a general Jewish feeling. It feels very Jewish, just not halachic. <laughs> right? It's missing halacha. Right? You know, it's missing the halacha. And that's that... It's not a nice thing. It's reality. You know, when you eat non-kosher, you poison your soul. Right? At some level, you damage your neshama. Right? It's not just you breaking God's law. It's a damaging reality to the world. Right? That's, that not, it's not like, does God care? So again, it's like lifting weights. <laughs> you we got to push ourselves, each according to our ability. But it's, we should know that the more careful we are about mitzvahs, the better we are. And our goal has to be that. Our goal has to be not that I can't, not that, you know, I remember someone was telling me about it. I, I bench on Saturday. So I said to the person, Do you not eat bread? Like, no, I eat bread. So you don't say Amazon? No, I only do it on Saturday. So I, it's not that he, the person told me that that annoyed me to no end. It's that the person accepted that that's the religious level for the rest of life. That's what they are. I'm a Saturday bencher. <laughs> Not like I'm ever going to, that person will never change because they, that's who they are I mean, this is my observant level this is what I do you know, Uh, this is just what I do you know, Uh, I've had ladies tell me I don't cover my hair so I say to them, you don't cover your hair okay, well do you ever plan on covering your hair? (laughs) you know, and it could be that she'll say yes and it could be sometimes I say no, I say well why not? right? You know, you know, to marry ladies. Uh, wh- where are you going with that? You know, like, do you want to end up that way? No. Somebody, but isn't that what you should be doing? I'm not, I'm not here to judge anyone. Like, the people are complex. People's life situations are complex. People's realities. are complex. We, what, the, what we need to want to do, though, is we need to want to keep all of tournaments. With us. That has to be our goal. And it could be, it takes five years of lifting weights. I, there was a once, I remember it's a Hasidic Jew. Since Rabbi David Gottlieb. He was a professor of philosophy at Johns Hopkins. Today, he teaches for Or Sameach in Jerusalem. Uh, he's a very cerebral type individual. So, you know, I saw him probably 15, 20 years ago. A uh, friend of mine was involved in Jewish outreach at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania actually, probably 15, 14 years ago, when I was in law school. And, you know, he asked me to come and help with... I mean, I was doing the law school, he was doing the like university. So I heard this person speak, and I was shocked. He said, to told me, it took him 10 years to be religious. 10 years! It, I mean, it took him 10 years. Today, the man's Hasidic. You know, he's teaching a Torah in Yishalayim, but he had started his PhD. I think he went to Brandeis for his PhD, and he started, like, didn't become come overnight, but you know what? If you have a goal, you'll get there. If you don't have a goal... It's like you know a ship that goes in circles. You don't get there. You gotta. It may take. It may have to take you a really long time. And by the way, everyone in this room, all of us, have things which will take us years to accomplish. So all of us. It could be uh, uh, Shabbos or carefulness of Shabbos or Muksa, It could be sadness. It could be anxiety. It could be being generous. It, we all. Ha- you know, it could be being friendly. <laughs> it's good to be friendly to people. Say shalom aleichem. How are you? Make people feel good. Or shy. Or we're sad. we all have things to work on. Some things take. short. every one of us have things that come easily, and we should utilize that. And some things take a long time. I know. We gotta have a goal to get there. We gotta have a dream. We gotta think. this is what I gotta, go- I gotta do. It's also part of mitzvahs. These five things. Now, now I, we just said them in short. This is an introduction, by the way. We just started. You're not gonna, just, we just begun. We're not done yet. You gotta, you know? So they all need a lot, considerable explanation. found our sages, they incorporated these five elements into, uh, into different systems of categorization. And they they, they uh, gave a proper uh, approach, uh, how to truly acquire them. Rumasha Amru the there's a a, 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 a Taniyik which is brought in Shas, and they gave us an approach, he's gonna base his whole work off this approach. The Akal Mehem, the Peric Lefanaidehem, and tractate of Azzar, that uh, there's, uh, talks about Lefana, talks about before the, the pagan holidays, certain things they have to do. Zela Shaw. It says over there, Pinchas Anyone know who Pinchas Banyar is? Anyone have heard of Maron, by the way? Anyone who's buried in Maron? Who's buried in Maron? Um, um, uh, the guy with, with the cave. Uh, yeah, good. Rabbi Shimon yeah. Bar Yochai. Yeah. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Yeah. Who is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's Rebbe? Who is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's Rebbe? Rabbi Akiva. I'm a learning. You're on fire. You're a Torah scow. You're on fire. I'm a Torah scow. She knows her history. Torah scow, you got a. Well, she's on the way. She's on the way. Well, what shall live? Yeah, yeah. So, so Rabshaim Boyochai, his son in law, was a pinchas benyar. Okay, so Rabshaim Boyochai's son in law was okay? a pinchas benyar. So, pinchas okay? so benyar says as follows Torah me So, the first element of all spiritual growth is Torah, like what we're doing tonight. Torah me Torah brings to vigilance. All of these things in the week said we're going to. Elaborate and elucidate upon. Torah brings to visions, watchfulness, zehirus, watchfulness brings the day zirizus, which is alacrity, for lack of better words. Um, zirizus, you know, zirizus. I always say, have a little Bren. You know what Bren is? Anyone, anyone speak Yiddish? You speak Yiddish? Do they speak French? Yiddish? The, the Tunisians, the Algerians, no Yiddish over there. Uh, Burn. Burn. It burns like a, a little fire. A little, a little fire in your belly. Yeah. You know, a little zest for life. Zest. Zest is, I like that word. Zest. I didn't, I'm going to change all these things to say alacrity. Have zest. You know, be a, have some fire. Have something. Have, like you, you have somewhere to go, something to do. You know, a slow poke like a turtle. You have a certain push to do. a kiss. And zrezis brings to Nikias, which is spiritual cleanliness, not taking showers necessarily, although it's helpful. <laughs> right? Nikias, cleanliness, brings the day Precious, which is abstinence, which means partaking the world we should, not which, which is a very important thing. Precious brings the day Tahara, to purity. Tahara, purity brings the day chassidus, piety. Chasid piety brings the day Anova, humility. Anova, humility brings to fear of God. But really, if you're a sin, brings to holiness. And Kedusha, uh, no, this is not attributable. In our generation, it brings to the divine inspiration. That's how a prophet would have been. If you would have been a Hezkel or a Yeshayah, if you have been in an age of prophecy, it would have come through such a spiritual achievement, such spiritual heights, the day Ruach HaKodesh. And Ruach HaKodesh, you can be like Elia Navi at a certain point and even have resurrection. That's like way... Anyone who does that today you know, as a charlatan. <laughs> Claim that, you know, as a, more than a charlatan, usually mentally ill, right? You know, like you know, that's not, that doesn't, doesn't exist in our time. But in biblical times, when we we're, when we're, 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 were merited a lot more divine inspiration in this world, a lot more of divine spirituality in this world, it was even possible for a prophet, certain prophets, to have the key of a resurrection of the dead. Um, you know, Bryce's zoo, so the Ramachal says, Lutzato says, on this First, I decided to base my work to teach myself, right, and to teach others. Tenaye uh, the prerequisites: how to grow in Torah and the five things we just mentioned, which is fear of Hashem, walking in His ways, love of Hashem, um, love of Hashem, so purity in our service. And uh, looking to keep all of Torah How to do it in a methodical way. How to do it in a healthy way. How to do it in a balanced way. And how to do it in an effective way. I'm going to explain with all of them, all of its ideas and components and details. How to acquire these traits. Must see them, because you can acquire something and other things can pull it away. You can do something else which takes away that acquisition. Let me give you a small example. Imagine a person goes to Rosh Hashanah and they hear the shofar and they hear the rabbi's sermon and hopefully it will be good position. Right? And they have a good divinity. And then afterwards they go to a, a comedy club. So they did something great God and like the same day they're doing the comedy club it's like what happened? if you have the transgression of you know going to a comedy I mean, you lose what you get right? you can have something that helps you, and another thing pulls it away you know if right after hearing something spiritual, your person turns on some you know drug addict from Hollywood who sings you know and, and jumps around with her body you know like, oh, what do you think is going to happen you know the, the spiritual uh, uh, you know if you uh, you have spiritual uh, you pray well, and then you get to a fight with somebody. You think that there's all kinds of things that pull us closer and pull us away. So what takes us away from our goal? What pulls us away? And some things are personal. Well, we have to learn what can help us and what can pull us away. But the things to how to stay away from negative factors. He says, I wrote this work for myself. Right? And anyone who can gain from it should read this book. Laman nilman, in order that we, in order that we can learn, Lira Es Hashem to fear Hashem our God, Lo and not to forget our obligation to Him. So whether a person learns this work or not, after 120 years we have a purpose. We're either going to get there. As I mentioned today, we're very lucky to learn this because you have a much better life in this world. Right? You can have you can have a much better life in this world. The way of Torah enables and empowers and enriches our lives <laughs> right you know it's a much better life but even if we're foolish enough there's a reality it's not it, 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 being an Ashish doesn't help us right? so it, it, to fear Hashem, to remember what we're in this world for why are we here what's life about and the, the in our physicality we have so much physical desires eating and sleeping and work and even things like homework, which are important and exercise, all important things, but we, we can lose focus we can lose perspective we can lose the, the, the bigger picture reading a work like this and pondering it and contemplating it will, will help us keep proper perspective and it will awaken us to what we're supposed to be doing in this world. Hashem should be with us with our aspirations. And should protect us from faltering. And may the heartfelt plea of, of David Hamelech, who is the author of Tilim, who is beloved to Hashem teach me Hashem your way, so I may travel in your truth, and I should dedicate my heart to fear name. Amen Amen as well, and we'll begin chapter one next week. Thank you.